and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, the weekly podcast celebrating great music, independent record labels, and interesting sounds from around the world. Hosted by me, Gareth May, and me, Anthony Jones. Sounds of Bastian Keb and the track is called Doodle Bag. Doodle Bag. And yeah, it's the one that kicks off the Independent Music Podcast for this week. Uh, hello. Yeah, thank you for tuning in again. Um, what was that? That was one of Gareth. So what was that sort of? It, some sort of instrumental hip hop beat thing? Uh, maybe. It's uh, sort of all over the place a little bit genre-wise. It's a, I would like to call it more library music. Oh, but that's sort of, I, I don't know. I think, I, think, I think, you know, putting MC over that and it's hip hop all the way. That's it. Well, it's, from, it's taken from an LP called Drinking in the Shadows of Zizou. Which I think Zizou is as in Zidane is nickname, but Steve Zizou. Steve Zizou, <laughs> uh, but it's out now on One Handed Music. Came out last week. Uh, yet Bastian Keb, he's he does he makes a living in TV and film. 
which is why I get library from and sort of there's loads of like sort of through the album there's a lot of soul and jazz and really interesting sort of stuff. Is it all sounds. music that he's making or is it samples? Uh, I just presume that was a kind of sample thing. I think it's all music he's making. So it's, it's all multi, he's a multi-instrumentalist and does everything on there. Well you kind of would have thought that it was then. Well that's cool because it sounds a bit like a sort of the kind of thing that like a sort of a, a hip-hop producer sampling bits. Yeah. You know because when you hear the songs first you as in listener that's often when I'm hearing them too and Gareth as well if it's the other person's songs because <laughs> yeah. we kind of make a point of listening to them for the first time because then it sort of feels like it's appreciation no. of the song is a fresher thing yeah and it also means we can um, punish people that with tracks that we know they won't like and I might have one <laughs> later <laughs> that you might not like but anyway um, yeah Bastian Kirby's from Leamington Spa the labels one that hotbed of alternative music yeah that's it the um the label's One Handed Music, which is a London label, which you're probably aware of, we might have played before. Uh, Paul White record came out on it, that was excellent uh, last year, and Full Giants as well released through there. And yeah, bastionkeb.bandcamp.com. Cool, well I've got one that you definitely are going to like. Ooh. It's from Reading. Me or it's listeners. Everybody. Okay. Everyone's going to like it. <laughs> it's from Reading. It's uh, really heavy. It's brand new music. It's a working man noise unit. And the track's called With Love Supreme.
sounds of working man noise unit from reading the song is called with love supreme the album is called play loud and it's on riot season records a record label which we have probably played at least a half a dozen tracks yeah you said a million times when we're, the track was might playing which might slight, be close enough a slight exaggeration might be close enough I, I think that band's utterly brilliant i was introduced to them by joe from hey colossus who brought them to support on their album did he did he recommend a track that we played last week no that was john from hey colossus oh okay John is the guitarist. John's the guitarist last week. Joe's the bass player this week. Okay, so that's we, right. Hey Colossus are the the font of musical knowledge. Or maybe we just have one track a week from a different <laughs> member of Hey Colossus. Then in what, yeah. six of well, them. Well, uh, Reese, the drummer, sent me some pretty good um, electronic music that mm. I told him I might try to play. So. Next week, maybe. Um, I feel yeah. a jingle coming on. <laughs> the album, the album for them, the full length is coming some point in October. Um, uh, they are doing a gig in London on the 19th of October at birthdays but they are playing pretty much everywhere in the UK they're doing like 8-10 dates so if you're in this country you're probably in luck you can go and see them probably find them right so he's a Manchester label correct yep something all no didn't didn't our Mandy um, correct is on that yeah he's not maybe. from Manchester uh, he thinks close Stoke? to Birmingham Stoke black country yeah that's Stoke yeah Maybe. I don't know. That's that's our place, not London, which is what the independent user podcast is not about. <laughs> so that's it. But no, excellent. Like, so it's always good to have a little bit of rock on Wait, the podcast. You always get a bit of rock from me. Or usually riot season. Yeah, maybe. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I have something that is definitely not rock and also not from London, apart from the label, which is Hyperdub, which is a exquisite electronic London label with... Um, I would say a relatively strong sort of back catalogue, but you know it does vary. They do yeah, go wayward. I mean, Burial, Iconica, uh, King Midas Sound, Marla, uh, Starkey, the first track yeah. ever on the, the Independent, Independent Music, Music Podcast. podcast yeah. <laughs> actually, it might have been on Planet Mew, but <laughs> yeah, I think that wasn't Planet <laughs> actually, yeah, so, okay, okay, love, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> yeah, so lots of great artists on and not on the label, but this is one from a brand new artist called. I'm going to say Oxharp, which is spelled O K Z H A R P. Oxharp. Oxharp. Yeah, so that's it. It's the kind of thing that we like a lot. And yeah, this track. The kind of thing we like a lot. Things we can't pronounce. That's it, man. Well, we do it every single week. <laughs> well, wait till the song that I've got coming up in a couple of songs' time, which is in Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to like work out how to pronounce it no. first? I've done that. I've got some Norwegian music later, and I went out and learnt how to speak Norwegian to do it really not the oh, whole not the very, whole language just those that, words very impressive character. just those words <laughs> not the entire language alright stick it on uh, this is also in a foreign language the track though is in English it's called Dear Riban
sure where which of those gaps i'm meant to like start talking over <laughs> again uh, but that's it that's uh Oz, ox harp is what we're going to go for it's called diraban it features uh manth on the vocals uh, the language is tishwana and anthony asked me what tishwana was during the track and i've quickly looked it up it's um Something to do with uh, a tribe, the Bantu people inhabiting Botswana and Western South Africa, yeah. also called Botswana. Oh, interesting. So there it's you a, go. It's a, it's a really good track. It's a, it's like it's a, it's like a weird track without being abrasive in any way. If that makes sense. It is. It's sort of like a. It's sort of like an FK. FKA twig sort of weird. Cert- sort of. Certainly, when the record label heard that song, they were like, "Oh, I reckon I might be able to sell this to FKA Twigs fans." Yes, but that was exactly uh, crossing my mind when it was playing. Yeah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. And here we are, and it's uh, it's taken from the EP Demella One One Three, which is out on Hyperdub thirtieth of October. And yeah, uh, the producers called Gervais Gordon. Is he a local guy? Uh, London-based, uh, South African-born. So oh, okay. that makes sense. And. Yeah, the vocals, uh, Mantha Riban, uh, who's actually toured as a dancer with Deantford, oh, like one of my um, least favourite bands. One of my least favourite bands. Yeah, well. so, utterly terrible. But despite that, despite that, their huge popularity and just their people of all walks of life thinking they're brilliant. You're wrong. You're <laughs> completely wrong. See, and there is no doubt about it whatsoever. Me and Gaz will WWF tag team wrestle you for. Uh, 
for that. For, for if and, you want to say otherwise. And, unless you're an enormous person. Yeah. And we're quite... Uh, well, we could double team them, regardless <laughs> of how big are they going to be. We're not that small. But I'm presuming it's two of them. Okay. Yeah. But they... Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Like we're quite, I would say we're quite open musically, open-minded, and people, you know, you know we both realise that music is subjective, and anyone can like what they want. But Deantford, <laughs> no, just <laughs> you, categorically, it's not. There's no subjectivity about it. You're just wrong. Yeah, complete and utter turd. So, but what you would be right about if you like it is '60s American electronic producer Silver Apples. Who, um, oh, is this your smooth link? Yeah, yeah, you got it. This is, this is, <laughs> what okay. do you think? I like this. That, good? that was better than my efforts last week. <laughs> okay, I was trying. Yeah, um, to be fair, though, <laughs> just saying, and the next track is, would be better than my <laughs> I efforts good, I last week. I it was week. a good, good link last week. Um, so Silver Apples released um, uh, an album in 1969 that was uh, self-titled, uh, incredibly ahead of its time, uh, became a cult sort of iconic album uh, that sort of... Yeah, there's just of alternative music people and whatever people that love, and he's still going, Simeon, and he after not playing for I don't know years, sort of people just gradually demanded music on him, and he gradually started gigging again. Did we see him at Supersonic years back? I might have. Maybe I've booked him before, and I've seen him a couple of times. Could be. Anyway, basically, Till Rapples has got a new album coming out. His first since 1998. And um, it sort of made me... I'm really familiar with his first album, which I love. But his 1998 album, I just don't really know it that well. So I thought I'd you know, revisit it. And it's got it's a weird, weird record. Um, with all sorts of genres, all sorts of styles. And I wanted to play you this one. It's called Tabooly Noodle. <laughs>
likes the sounds of Tabuli Noodle by Silver Apples from his 1998 album called The Garden. Um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like, uh, I don't think the album's all great, but it's really varied. Um, and it's got all sorts of stuff. It's got a bluegrass song on it, a straight on banjo, you know, like whatever, <laughs> Midwestern uh, sing, sing along, sing along, hoedown, but, uh, band- which, is, which is where he lives, I think. So, you know, maybe it's sort of worn off on him a bit. <laughs> You'd expect so, yeah. So, very. It's not. I wouldn't say it's too big a jump to go from that to bluegrass. <laughs> it's sort of like a. They're both relatively silly and that sort of sounds like, sort like of a music box, thing. I think that sounds, yeah, sounds like a sort of like a sort of like a big sort of mechanical musical instrument. You know, we're all related in some way <laughs> musically, so I think you know. I don't think it's huge. It's a huge jump. That's awesome. When's his new record coming? Not. He's barely finished recording yet. It's just sort of like. The thing, hopefully in the summer basically it's one of those it's yeah, in the summer um, if that's the first you've heard of Silver Apples I urge you to check out his uh, first album because it's utterly brilliant and then yeah, and then check out all his work because he's an incredibly nice man how old is he? late 70s yeah must be like he's a, like he's I mean, late no, maybe not late seventies, maybe early seventies. Like he's, but he's 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 an older gentleman. He's an older gentleman, <laughs> older than us. Yeah, that, so. that's for certain. Remember a couple of times he's an older gentleman. I I've looked the the sort of the the next song is cued, and I see it's a really great band from Australia. It is. Is this new new music? Uh, this is new. This is new music from uh, all my music this week is new. Like brand, Mine, mine's not. In fact, I think every single yeah every single track I've got has either been released in the last week or two, or is coming in the next well, month or look two. At you. I know it's incredible, isn't it? I am just so what a man. finger on the pulse. What a man! Finger on the pulse of music that finger no one else on, is on the finger. <laughs> finger on something. Yeah, finger at my bum. <laughs> this is actually one that the Quietus had their finger on. On <laughs> that's just gross. Just gets gross. Let's stop talking about things. Yeah, let's just stop doing that. This is one that the Quietus premiered, like amazing music site, uh, premiered about a couple of weeks ago. Now it's a they've got a record coming out in a couple of weeks. Their first record in five years. It's a as you said, a Melbourne three piece called My Disco, and this song is called King Sound.
the, oh, I was going to say ultimately weird, but that's not a really, that's not really a great good, good description. Music yeah, that's it. The ultimately weird, you know, there's a reason why I don't make a living that's in this. King Sound by My Disco. That's it. That's a strange tune. It is a very strange song, but yeah, it's taken from their forthcoming album, which is called Severe. It's uh, out quite on... Quite menacing, I find it. Quite menacing, quite severe, one might say. But yeah, it's out on... Uh, Great record label Temporary Residents uh, out of Brooklyn, uh, who Temporary Residents have done Explosions in the Sky and Maserati, who were previously played on the podcast. They also have a new record out in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, um, coming out in November, I think. Is that- they do, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Severe, Temporary Residents, My Disco. The track was called King Sound, as the guy menacingly whispered a lot through, <laughs> throughout the track. And yeah, mydisco.bandcamp.com if you want to go check out more of that. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not actually the track that I thought you might not like. Oh, well, we'll see how it goes. Um, we've been getting more listens on Mixcloud over the last sort of month or two as we've been pushing it a bit more. So um, if you are listening to this on Mixcloud, then just let you know you can subscribe on iTunes or on uh, Podcast Republic or... Uh, Pocket Cast. Uh, Pocket Cast. Or or, uh, yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, you can subscribe. And every Monday morning, you'll get... Ten beautiful songs and some wittering along by the two of us. You'll get ten songs, quite a few weird songs in that ten. Definitely some <laughs> wittering, some very bad pronunciation guaranteed. Yeah, and hopefully some music that will be new to your ears that you will like, because that's what we're about, trying to bring uh, great music from across the world to to you. To you. <laughs> so, you can, so you can subscribe. Yeah, that was an incredible link there. Yeah, I right. want to play you some... Uh, some old music that is being uh, reissued. Uh, Mute Records, the sort of legendary record label. Has it been reissued? I didn't yeah. know this. Not this. This record is not being reissued. Basically, this sort of. I'm going to pay. Ermin Schmidt is a member of Cannes, and Bruno Spoeri is a sort of library music, jazz, big band composer that's a favourite of Gareth. So you would have might have heard on the podcast before. Yeah. Finders Keepers released yeah. a load of his stuff, and yeah, he's also got loads of other great records. So Mute Records are doing, which originally the home of Cannes, are doing a 30 year retrospective on Ermin Schmidt's solo records post can nice. It's coming out on like 12 CD and God knows how many records. And I, I only um, have one Ermin yeah. Schmidt, like so, one which is like his Karma Sutra weird, like, I've forgotten what it's called. I've, I've written it down here, like, because it was in German. It's like his uh, Karma Sutra, Belendung der Lieb. I will confess to having none of his solo records. I've got some can records. There's um, a lot of harmonica yeah, in that, but, which obviously you hate. Uh, my favourite. Um, so it's after uh, can. Uh, Disbanded. Ermin, the first record he did was this one, uh, teaming up with Bruno Spoeri, and this is a song from it, and it's called The Seven Game.
How cool is that, eh? That's uh, the sounds of Ermin Schmidt and Bruno Spoeri. Song's called The Seven Game, and it's from their album Toy Planet. For me, like, it sounds like it could be straight out of a sort of Amiga or Mega Drive sort of castle dungeon roaming platformer. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it would come to the load screen and you just leave it loading for seven yeah. minutes because it's that good. I can just imagine being attacked by sort of really badly animated ghosts and you go... <laughs> go underneath them and jump up that's how I feel when I definitely Sega song. Mega Drive I'd say yeah. rather than yeah. Amiga yeah exactly that's how I feel when I see exactly it's more of an exactly like a, that sort of thing like a Mega Drive uh, not Castle of Terror that was a that was a Commodore 64 game I had I can't remember but is that getting so that record Toy Plants getting reissued it's or is not, it part of no, the it's not that, of the yeah, big it's thing. not that record I think it's just part of the big thing and it's it just reminded career. you how yeah. great it exactly I just thought exactly I just thought it, I saw I got a press release from Mute Records saying this retrospective was coming and they they did they had like a new unreleased song that was part of it which I thought was quite good but it didn't really you know I didn't think it was brilliant but then I thought let's play some Toy Planet yeah it's pretty worth getting that retrospective anyway if you don't have much can which I do not yeah all of Can's records were reissued recently as well so you can uh, buy that's why I didn't have all of them I think he got three all of which I bought the recent reissues because they used to be like 60, 70 quid a record I never really never never wanted to fork out for it yeah I was going to start talking about reissues then because um, I got an email about um, an old Venetian Snares record getting reissued but it's the one where with the name I can't pronounced like the one that begins the with Hungarian an one the Rosh yeah that's it the one that's really cinematic and genuinely and his best that's, record of course it's his best record by a mile well, I'll say by a mile but like it is well, certainly his best record it is a masterpiece and it costs like, like 100 quid or something yeah, which I, I own it oh good one I well, I'm going to buy the reissue and it's going to yeah. put the value of yours down and, and as I say I don't yeah, because like, for good reason. well, you know, like the the Eels records just been mm-hmm. announced a reissue of all his early records. That was just as I was contemplating buying Souljacker for like a hundred and ten quid on Discogs. <sighs> the amount of times when I was feeling a bit flush for money that I contemplated forking out on some Eels records. Yeah, that's it. So now don't have to seventy nine quid for the lot. Um, we don't do no, a lot. I'm getting for Christmas. That's it. Well, I'm hoping for, <laughs> they come out on my birthday, so I'm hoping. Oh, birthday is, present, is, is, is that birthday a sort of present. birthday hint? Uh, I, don't, I don't do, but I don't do hints. Just give me the bloody record. No, Gareth's birthday is, I believe, the 26th of October. 28th, mate. 28th of October. If you want to give him any birthday presents, the then, eels, uh, the eels, come, <laughs> the 79.99 eels vinyls. Yeah, all do very you can all, you can all you. chip in. That's it, all of you. What have you got next then? Well, actually, I was going to say, we don't do a lot of plugging for our own stuff on here, even though we both do do quite a bit of stuff. But Anthony definitely has some plugging to do. For? For that festival of yours? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I thought it was relating to something I was playing. Do you like that? I didn't even warn you about that. There you go. The festival that I book, Raw Power, it's coming in its third year. Um, And we've had two fantastic years so far. And the third year is now on sale. And uh, tickets, the, actually the first early birds uh, sold out, like 50 of them, uh, which is brilliant because I haven't booked any bands yet. So it just shows that people that have gone have had a fantastic time. So it's the 27, 28, 29 May in North London at the Dome, uh, the Boston Arms and the Boston Music Room and the Courtyard, sort of all between them. So if you live in London, go. If you don't live in London, go. It's, yeah, uh, people travel awesome. from all over the world, you know. Like, we had people from Mexico, Holland, Norway. Did you have uh, Singapore or somewhere last year? Something like that. Uh, the first year, we had a couple of people come over from Japan, which was cool. Yeah, so that's it. It's heavy, experimental, left-field music. Uh, 
good food, good beer, always runs on time, great sound, nice people. Yeah, it always gets really good reviews as well, and it, with good reason, because the bands are amazing. And, yeah, plug our over. Thank you, guys. No, it's all right, mate. This is, it's come to the time where we're going to play this somewhere. I, I originally thought you wouldn't, like it but now I think you kind of might because you spend too much time listening to music that I like um, let's do that <laughs> this is a Norwegian composer and whose moniker is Jonah El Grand sorry and this is from a record that's coming out on Rune Gramophone amazing Norwegian record label the track is called Bax Beach
So what do you think to that, Ant? Some Norwegian Baroque progressive rock. Yeah, um, yeah. on SoundCloud it's hashtag progressive. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I liked some of it. <laughs> no, I thought it was good. It was. It's, a, it's an unusual song. It's clearly got a lot gone into it. You know, There's some good musicianship in there. There's a like, lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on in there. It's not something that I would normally listen to or normally put on the podcast for that matter. But... I think it, I do think it was good. It fits quite nicely with the other stuff we yeah. do. Um, so, yeah, it's John O.L. Grand. Uh, the track is called Back's Beach. And, yeah, it's taken from the record Melody of a Muddled Mason, which is out on Rune Gramophone. Uh, which, sounds, sounds like a prog rock album, though. Yeah, it came out uh, last Friday, 2nd of October. Is that Friday? I think so, yes. So, last week, anyway. So, you can go out and get that now. It's really odd, but, you know, which is what I love and sort of like that sort of Robert Wyatt Canterbury scene sort of like soft machine like kind of a bit all over the place um, references Zappa Captain Beefheart sort of those weird 60s dudes who you know took two major well Zappa didn't actually did yeah, you no. ever know that's an yeah, incredible fact teetotaler every time I listen people, to some people it, like they feel like that Zappa was actually just like was a total dick he was just like really knowing and taking the piss out of everyone like I'm not I'm, not, I'm no Zappa aficionado so I'm not really sure, but it felt that like, yeah, like Zappa was just essentially kind of taking the piss out of people, but just never, he was never really called on it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I That's know. an interesting thing, but you can't listen to like something like Hungry Freak's Daddy and then go... Some really good music. Th- that, that guy is on the level. I bought like a couple of, I remember when I lived in America in 1997, I was in like a, like a music shop and they had like a lot of Zappa albums on like the $3 bargain thing and I ended up buying two, I can't can't for the life of me remember one of them was bright green cover it was just literally just because they were like three dollars and I was like oh two dollars I'll, I'll buy that yeah. <laughs> and that, that was cool introduced me as a 13 year old to Frank Zappa oh that's, in, that's incredible I think what, what introduced me to Frank Zappa was Captain Beefheart there's Trap Mask Replica and more specifically like there's a BBC documentary on um, Don Van Villay like years and years and years ago and yeah, on that, there was, that's when I found out that Trapmask Replica was produced by Frank Zappa and then had Frank Zappa interviewed on it and stuff like that. The story I love most about that record, Trapmask Replica, which only sounds good. I'm, I've got a couple of points here. I'll do I'll do this one first. So the <laughs> Trapmask Replica only sounds good on vinyl. And the reason why it only sounds good on vinyl isn't because of some sound thing. As you know, I've got, like, my ears are terrible. But it's because you, when you pl- listen to a record on vinyl, you've got to get up every 15 minutes or so to turn it over. Trout Mask Replica it requires so much sort of concentration to know what's going on. You sort of need a bit of a reset every 15 minutes to you know, freshen up on it. Whereas <laughs> if you listen to it on CD or on digital or whatever, it just keeps going and you tune it out as this sort of weird noise whereas on vinyl you just like change your side an interesting point go straight back into it the other story I love about uh, Trout Mask Replica is that um, Captain Beefheart when he recorded his vocals he did it in the studio without any headphones oh yeah you told me this so not even listening to the song yeah, so, so it just sounds like completely incoherent in the wrong place or whatever because he was just like I know the time yeah that's it so there's like just leakage coming from the uh, sound desk or whatever and then he, him just like <laughs> singing over it but the band 
actually rehearsed that record so well it's pretty much recorded almost live they're that tight because they rehearsed it for months well his any sort of no that like captain Beefheart's sort of dictatorship on the child miles replica no. record is sort of legendary really isn't no, it that's so good but anyway so yeah that's <laughs> that's what well, i, think I have the that. polar opposite side of music coming from me i'm going to play you some russian punk um a uh, friend of mine called Tim Young, a great music man. He's the music booker, events manager at the Red Church Brewery in Bethnal Green, where you will find very nice beer and good music. Anyway, I DJ there once a month. And I not only do I play there, but you also get John Duran, uh, Matt Colgate from Teeth of the Sea, Pete, who runs Soul Jazz Records. Lots of good music in there. I didn't know he did something there. Does, 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 does that. monthly. Oh, I should go on to that. Um, cool. And t- anyway, but me and Tim were just chatting about music as we do. And he was like, check out these guys. It's my friends from Russia. They're called Jars. And I thought it was damn good. I'm just going to play the first song from their album. No, it's in Russian. So I can't, I literally, I can't even attempt. You can't even read I, it. I can't even attempt a bad pronunciation. It's a different <laughs> alphabet. Here you go.
So that was the sounds of jazz from uh, Moscow. Album's called No. The song is called No Bloody Clue. But Gareth is going to attempt a Google Translate here. What does it say? Endless calf. Calf with a K. What does that even mean, calf with a K? That's not the small cow. That's not, your, that's not your bit of your leg. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to read you Tim's description in his message to me. Um, loads of free stuff on their page, which is the band camp. Nasty 80s style pig fuck stuff. Killdozer, rape man, etc. They've got two drummers. Um, yes. From Vikings Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> is this Calf with a K? Calf is the Earl of Hedeby. He is young and handsome, and Lagertha is fond of him and trusts him. I can be pretty certain that Google Translate has failed us dismally here. I think it's not an obscure Viking reference. It's also, there's Wilhelm Kalf, the painter from Holland, who was born 1619 in Rotterdam and died July 31st, 1693. Oh, thank you, Gareth. It's wonderful. Anyway, you can get that music on jars.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> hey, good. I've got, I've got something. I don't think it's to do with Vikings or Dutch painters. You don't think so? Probably not. No, is it something to do with rape, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, something to do with Killdozer. Killdozer, I know. Rape Man, I don't. Okay. Um, I've got something quite abrasive for you now. It's one of, um, one of my favourite bands who have had a long-awaited album come out. This is Master Musicians of Bukaki. Oh, yeah, it, I heard they had a new record. Yeah. Got so, mail out about it, but I hadn't listened to it. Yeah, it is. So it kind of like snuck out without me noticing for a little while. I emailed their booking agent, actually. My, my thing I do every six months, it's like, a, uh, any chance of booking Master Musicians of Bukaki? Me and Gaz saw them in uh, Supersonic 2011. Yes. I'm going to say it was brilliant. I've seen them with, first, uh, with Kai Malami. Yeah, first time I saw them, they were wearing, they were all in beekeeper outfits. I think that was that you was saw also them Super more Sonic. like Swamp Monster stuff. Yeah, didn't you? That, well, the first, the front guy, um, I've forgotten his name. It's just escaped to me, but he's like was dressed as a Swamp Monster, and all the guys in the band, I think there was nine of them, all dressed as beekeepers. Yeah, and it was. I, I went to see them because I, I found the name amusing. I didn't know anything about them, and they were amazing. And then we saw them maybe the year after, or maybe two years later at Supersonic as well. All always amazing live. Had haven't been out to the UK in like five years as well. Come on, guys! So overdue. Come on, guys! I know there's lots of you, and you're in America, but still, yeah. we're willing to pay. They've done. I think this is from their fourth fourth album. Now they they've got lots of droney albums, but then had this one seven inch of like <laughs> sort of crazy surf yeah. music, which we probably played on the yeah, podcast originally. The theme from a seventies sci fi TV show, which uh, is just bang, incredible. Bang Marque or something. Don't yeah. they play that live? Don't be so Yeah, no, they definitely don't play that live. But it's an absolute killer, though. It's incredible. I think that's I the B side as I've well. Played, isn't I've it? played it at my residence FM show at least half a dozen times on an NTS, probably about three. Yeah, such a such a great tune. Um, this is also a really good record. They, it's called Further West Quad Cult, which is a bit of a tongue twister. And this is uh, one of the last tracks from it. It's called The Circle Is Binding.
uh, like I wouldn't recognise it as a Master Musicians track, really. Yes, uh, I would say a change in direction, but definitely not as much of a change as that crazy surf song. But yeah, that's called The Circle is Binding. It's by Master Musicians of Bukaki, who and the album's called Further West Quad Cult. It's out now on Important Records, place of Mersbo and Dacid Mother's Temple and K.K. Null and people of that ilk. Heavy left field stuff of that ilk. Exactly, and that is actually their fifth LP, um, which I got that wrong, so yeah... Um, Go out and get it if you like it. Cool. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. As per always, this has been our 63rd edition. Um, I thought you were going to get through without saying the uh, number of things. Yeah, and I, feel, I, I feel like we're, we're storming along. Um, yeah, I can't, can't, I, I, when we eventually reach 100, I will not believe it. Literally not believe it. It's only, <laughs> I, I it's only taken us six years. <laughs> well, it's a lot of music. Um, I'm going to leave you with, I think, as far as me and Gaz remember, only the second ever live recording on the podcast um, it's a Colin Stetson and Sarah Neufeld I have a show coming up with them in London and I was just looking at how to promote the show and I was just went on YouTube to see if there's any good live recordings and then I found a recording of um, the last show that we did together uh, in Islington in April in uh, April of this year recorded by a great gig and very nice man Andres great show as well yeah exactly um, and it was fantastic and it's a really good quality video it's great music um, it's called the song is called With the Dark Hugs something With the Dark Hug is all it says here something along those lines um, cool and they are returning to London on the 22nd of October and their album uh, released on Constellation Records earlier this year is brilliant Colin is a saxophonist and Sarah is a violinist and together they play as a duo definitely one of the best um, best albums of the year they both from Arcade Fire she Excellent. is an actual member of Arcade Fire, and uh, Colin has done he's got, he's done some of their horn arranging and stuff like that. But and she's like an she's 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 the violin player. And this so. sounds completely different to Arcade yeah, exactly. Fire. Um, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you.